0: We're live at the batwoman podcast i am your host rachel eiley i'm here with my co-host
1: mimi hi
0: and our special guest
2: andy hello what what sorry sorry i'm like, <laughs> I'm like what was my name um I'm, uh, I'm, it works thank you for having me uh you guys have been doing an awesome job uh, so far and i'm uh, really enjoying the show
0: yeah, uh, it's we've been having a great time. We just couldn't make it this week, so we thought we would have Andy on and talk about the episode and all of our thoughts.
2: So. It's because I'm also really needy. That's why, like as if, as if two podcasts <laughs> was enough for me, and <laughs> like there is there may or may not be a chance that I'm appearing on blind dating podcasts this week, uh, depending on so like that would be make my fourth podcast for the week, and I'm like, yeah. I have I'm going to sleep. <laughs> I, uh, We're definitely
0: not complaining. So,
2: <laughs> I I I sold my bed. If that, if anyone is wondering, so you know, I do not sleep.
0: <laughs> okay. uh so as we we talked about last last week, the general format of our podcast is going to be with the A pot and the B pot. However, um, I think as most of you know, there was a scene this week that drew a lot of attention that we wanted to address. Uh, before we get into any of the actual plot. So we're going to talk about that scene and then address everything else. Okay. So at the end of the episode, when Kate and Alice are on the roof and Alice sees Kate's suit for the first time. And she says, Oh red, like our birthstone." stone. Okay. Um, if you've been listening to this podcast, you might've heard that in the comics, the origin of her suit colors were black and red as the Hebrew colors of war. And that would have been a really easy way for the writers to include Kate's Judaism, to just even keep it as a play, part from the comics. But they stowed, they chose to take it into a birthstone instead. And a lot of viewers found this problematic. Um, I did very much did not like it. And I know um, in our feedback section, we'll see we got several uh, comments about it as well. Mimi, how did you feel?
1: i'm so disappointed because now we're three episodes in and this is now like what the third or fourth time they've had an opportunity to state that kate's in something that could be very meaningful and like you just said comic accurate yeah and it's so frustrating to feel like i'm being it sounds weird Jew baited we're not being queer baited it's like oh cool she's a lesbian and she's a vegan but we'll throw this garnet down your throat until <laughs> you accept that this is you know and it's just like yes it's just very upsetting
0: yes um and I know I've been reading a lot of what other things and people have been saying um and a lot of them have been saying you know we're so glad that they are out and celebrating the queer aspects of the show and the fact that she is an out a proud lesbian but it's so dichotomized by the fact that they are not doing anything about her being Jewish. And I feel like that puts a damper on the entire show for me. Um, I I agree. I was, I was very frustrated with them at this point because up until now, I'd been very much trying to give them the benefit of the doubt and, you know, hope that they were going to do things right in the future. And it just seems like every opportunity they've had so far, they've just like spectacularly failed uh, so that's really, that's kind of frustrating. Um, you know, I'm obviously invested quite a bit in the show, hosting a podcast about it, and I, I want it to be good. I want to enjoy it. I want people to be able to look at the screen and be like, oh, she's like me. I'm gay, I'm Jewish, whatever, you know, be able to identify in those characters. And so far, they I don't think they're doing a very good job of um, including that. Andy, how'd you feel about this?
2: Yeah, I, I mean, as someone who isn't, isn't Jewish, I, I, for, for, for me, I, I definitely understand people who are frustrated because, uh, and it's been kind of a mystery with, the, uh, with the show since, like, even before it started airing, that, for some, I mean, I appreciate the fact that Caroline Dries came out at, the, at TCA during the summer and clarified, yes, of course she's going to be Jewish. Um, mm-hmm. Here's the thing, I, I'm definitely proud of the show, celebrating the fact that Kate is a lesbian woman and so on, and, and all that. The thing is, it's, it's not groundbreaking in some, in, in that regard. Because yes, you know, it's, we have the whole, you know, a, a gay lead leading, you know, a superhero drama, or whatever, and so on, but it's like, we have never really seen a superhero that is really influenced by the religion. Mm-hmm. That's not, and, and that's something I feel like it, Right now, as of right now, as of this episode, they're they're missing the beats on that. We don't know what could happen in the episodes coming up because we haven't read scripts, obviously. So, I yeah. Here's the way. Here's what I looked at it when I when I first watched the episode the first time that time around. I took it as that was Alice's interpretation of why she shows red. And, um, mm-hmm. and Kate kind of going, you know, kind of saying, yeah, I mean, this is, this should remind you of where we come from. And, um, and I could kind of almost imagine in my head in the following episode or something like that, Luke asking why red and Kate making a comment about, well, it's, it it connects to my, my religious roots and all that. So, which I kind of hope is the case because, um, like, you know, we could have Alice address it in one way, and then Kate could do it in her own way, and that's a way you could address the Judaism of And mm-hmm. I can also see why, you know, again, like maybe they're waiting for the opportunity where they could actually, rather just a throwaway line, really explore her religious side, like, I mean, it, it would be, kind of, it, it could also be seen as flippant if the first time we heard about her Judaism is in a confrontation between her psychotic twin sister just being like, oh, but, but, oh, it's connected to our Judaism and so, like, I, that's not really how I would want them to talk about it. I would rather the first time we really get into that be something deep and something that kind of is more than just t- 30 seconds, if that makes sense. Um because yeah, it, no, I, I understand. Because religion and faith is, a, is definitely an important thing. So I... Yes, I I feel the frustration of people out there. Uh, I think it's... this. I don't feel it should be this difficult to incorporate. Um, and look, if the writers are still trying to figure it out, I, you know, look, it's... I mean th- that that's the business. Sometimes, sometimes you know, you don't always get it right from the get go. But
1: mm-hmm.
2: also, it's also important that you don't offend the viewers who are you know for you know again, there are both there are both viewers who have never picked up a bad woman comic in their whole life, and then there are the people who are invested in this character from you know since since making her re in two thousand six. So I I really hope that we can kind of get, by the time before. The, the missing finale. I really hope we will get something, something really deep about her Judaism and that will re- just show, just remind us that yes, we, the writers are paying attention. They do care about this aspect just as much as they care about her, um, her homosexual side because I think both parts are equal, equally as important. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but, but yeah, it was, I like, I, I wasn't furious. I will say and I hope that I don't offend anyone out there who, you know, if you were upset, if, you, I mean, you have every right to be as angry or as not angry as you want of that scene. For me, I was kind of like, this is so unnecessary. Like you could have like, yeah, we, we could have done this differently. And um, yeah. And I'm hoping that we. That they only go up from here because so far I will say that I'm really enjoying the show. I think you know we've had a solid start so far. It's a little bit slow and not, it, it hasn't really like blown up in the way I was uh, picturing it. But so far, like I, I'm enjoying it. But this is definitely something that that needs to be properly dealt with and be, and be part of Kate's journey throughout the show for however many seasons we get. Yeah, i yeah. let uh,
0: go ahead, me.
1: I think the thing that's kind of frustrating me more about all of this is like all the commercials I'm seeing right now on the CW is like it's a revolutionary show, it's doing great things. I'm like, it's doing okay things. At this point, (laughs) we're relatively spoiled with our LGBTQ representation. Is it perfect by any means? God no. None of that type of stuff is nowadays, sadly, or at least in a better world it would be. Mm -hmm. But right now, it's like you have a golden opportunity in a time when uh, I know I just got better or more comfortable with being Jewish but it's like this is something that I wish I saw when I was younger to some extent it would have made things really cool but it's like okay 2006 they updated Kate or at least adjusted things with Kate's backstory including things like that and it's like this would be so cool like if me was like oh cool I listen to this like ritual say It's like that would have been so great and now it's like now I'm 26 I'm sitting here watching this any opportunity to show something that even if it's a throwaway line at this point i'll be i'd be happy if you had a damn uh uh, my brain is like hanukkah the menorah i'd be happy to see a freaking menorah at this point like i'm getting like so frustrated like the (laughs) subtle things they could have done leave the lines it's like I have a Hamza hung up with, like, a prayer near my door that I got in Israel. I have a Star of David. I'm not that good of a Jew. I have <laughs> Kate tattoos. Kate is pun- tattoos. But I still want to hear her go, oh, no, this is part of my culture. It's part of our culture to Alice. Like, it's not, right. It's like, not going to say that in that way, you know, and if it's certainly not on a CW show, it's like I've heard of the other network. But it's just one of those things I with Annie just said. I'd happily, at this point, accept her talking with um, Luke about i just be like, oh, no, it's this. Alice said that, and I went along with it. Like, that's fine. Correct yourselves. Learn from the mistakes you had, three episodes which you couldn't Yes, play. please. It's like, I want to, f- like, a cute thing that, like, I was thinking of with my fiancé that would be really funny. It would be, like, a Shabbat where she can't use electric Re-catch in between my pretty audio i'd like a shabbat episode where kate can't use her electronics to the full extent you know like i don't know how religious it could be probably not but you know like it could be a thing <laughs> the yeah. other way is but they're not
0: yeah and i mean these don't have to be like super constructed things that they have to go out of their way to make that to point out that she's jewish like in this episode, what we had Alice going through old things in their home, how it could have been extremely easy for them to put a menorah or Star David, whatever, in those old things. Like that would have been a super easy opportunity for them to do it. I'm just, I'm, I'm at this point where I want to hope that they are going to do better in the future, but I'm not sure how likely that is. Honestly, I'm not, I'm not like becoming okay with it, but I'm just, I'm not sure how likely it is that will actually happen I mean I'm I'm willing to believe that the writers were legitimately surprised by the backlash that happened when they casted Ruby Rose I'm not saying that it was the right choice I think they legitimately did not expect it and I can I can like I can understand that but like I said every opportunity so far that they've had to do something good on this they've just failed completely and that's It's been, it's getting really frustrating. So, but yeah, um, that's how all we thought about it. Again, it will be mentioned several times in the feedback section as well from different people. Uh, do you guys have any closing thoughts on the subject before we move on?
2: Yeah, I, for me, I just, I, like, I like to, you know, like, I like to see the best in, um, in these writers and so on, because some of them, I, you know, I follow some of their work from other shows like Smallville and Gotham and Krypton and so on. So I know like these are, these are good, you know, these are talented writers who I, you know, I mean, I, 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 it, maybe it's more about what they're try like what they want to at least accomplish for, for, for these, these first couple episodes, because as we know, these are, you know, prequel episodes right now, you know, prior to the the K we meet in, in uh, the Elseworlds, Crossroads, and so on, and so I'm, but yeah, I'm, I'm hoping, hoping that they will, they will step up a little bit, I mean, I, I don't know when this episode was written, but I would imagine that, cause, you know, they, cause uh, during TCA, TCA, in August, that's when it really became evident how, I mean, when they addressed it in, in the press that... Kate is Jewish in the show, whatever, and so. And I'm hoping at that point maybe they had written. Let's just assume they'd written up to episode five or six or seven at that point, uh, because the crossover started filming in September. So you would assume that if the, the script for episode eight or nine will be done at that would have, would have been completed at that point. So I'm hoping that following the the discussion that took place at TCA, that they maybe went back and maybe. Retool a little bit in their scripts and uh, to make sure that there is something. Um, because, um, and meaning for correct, uh, just so, so I, I don't uh mis um uh, mis- uh, say it wrong. Um, Hanukkah is, is is it in November or December when it takes place? Uh,
1: Normally, it's always hit, from what I can recall, in my lovely Judy Judaism life, <laughs> around Christmas. Most of them, it's been I've been a spoiled, spoiled person, and I've gotten Hanukkah, Christmas, because I got to celebrate. But yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. So you could, you know, like if maybe the because I don't know, I don't know how they're how this show is handling the crossover. If they're doing, if they're doing a mid season finale and then doing the crossover. Like, let's say episode 8 is the business finale and then episode 9 is the, 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 the crisis por- portion of their show. Um, but that, it would be kind of nice if maybe in episode 8, you know, if it airs in December, that could maybe be, you know, there are moments where Kate is celebrating Hanukkah. Um, yeah. So. I, th- I
0: mean, I think that'd be really easy for them to accomplish, so... You know, and I I hope they do take those opportunities. We'll be, you know, we'll be discussing this issue, whether they include it or not. So, I mean, you'll stay tuned. We'll uh, talk plenty more about this. It's not something we're going to forget. But, yeah, I really sincerely hope that they do take those opportunities around Hanukkah and all of the other very easy ways they'd have to do it. Okay. Are we we good now on this subject? Can we move on? I'm good. Okay. All right. So the rest of the episode... The A-plot, we have Kate and Tommy Elliott and Alice. Um, I first just wrote Kate and Tommy Elliott, and then I was like, okay, well, you really need to include Alice in there too because it's kind of, they're basically just all attached. So we open with the creepy Beth Kane nightmare where she was a child where there was like faces in the sink and things were happening. And I'm like, I'm like not a horror movie person. So like anything that's kind of like, creepy factor is like I'm just like, no, no thank you. So I did not particularly enjoy that scene, but uh how did you guys feel? Okay. Andy, what did you think about the scene?
2: Um yeah, I I'm kind of excited or getting a little bit more into Alice's um backstory because we there's still so little we know about what happened after the car accident. So um and it as you know, I mean Rachel Scarface is already nailing this role. So I'm um I'm I I'm 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 glad that they're starting to kind of open up. What's what happened to her? And um, I'm expecting I'm expecting her order story to get even creepier. So uh, get ready to feel a Hall- Halloween theme for the rest of the season. Um, but <laughs> I would try. Um, yeah, I it's intense. I I definitely wonder like how, what really went down. I guess that's really something to hope is like by the time we. The season ends. We know exactly what happened. To her.
0: Yeah, I definitely hope that's something that they dive into uh, throughout the season because, like, there's there's so many different ways they could play this. If they're to do the comics thing, I don't I don't know how much they're doing. Like, Alice is just doing her own thing, or if like the religion of crime or whatever is like something that's going to be here. So it'll be interesting to see how they play it. Uh, but yeah, I'm sure there's going to be plenty more creepiness. So I'll just let's deal with that. Okay, so then after the scene, we have Kate being like, I don't want to be Batman anymore, because we don't want to give people false hope, but she still wants to save her sister. And I, I kind of I kind of laughed at this scene, because I was like, I can understand being like, oh, I'm going to go kick some butt into that suit, and then be like, oh, crap, people think Batman is back. I did not intend to do this. <laughs> like, I feel like that would be me in that situation, so I kind of related to Kate here. Um, but, you know, of course, she still wants to save her sister, so she's got that Heroic thing going on, just not as Batman, which is it's understandable, I think. What did you guys think?
2: I mean, actions has consequences, so um, and I, I, mean, I, you know, and I get where she was coming from, you know. But you know, I mean, if you were to suit up as Batman, you got to take, got to take some butt. I mean, who wouldn't enjoy that to begin with? But I liked the fact that she acknowledged by the end that you know, like I am, you know, because assuming you know the way they addressed it in the pilot all of his foes were kind of gone at that point like you know we we get a a little easter egg to riddler in this one and now he seems to be back because of um you know because of kate having suited up as batman so i i like the fact that she kind of just came to a realization i'm i'm bringing them all out so um because yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I I mean, because I don't think people who are who are being confronted by her would, you know, would really uh, observe it if fact oh, wait, that this is not exactly Batman. It's it's someone else, you know, because all they see is, you know, the cow and the cape. Yeah. You know, and, the then, and the punches. Um, yes. Sir. Well, I guess I guess they're, they're receiving the punches, not <laughs> seeing the punches because they get knocked out. Um, so, no, I I like that. I like the fact that she acknowledged it and that it was a legit, legit struggle for her.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think I think it was pretty well done. Mimi, what did you think?
1: I thought it was cute. You know, it's she's not ready yet. She's in that stage of hero journey where they're reluctant heroes and don't realize what they've caused. And like, it's it's a cute. Thing that I'm okay. With. Yeah. yeah. Um,
0: I will say I, th- I think something that happens throughout this episode that I liked is I like that Kate and Alice like talk and like as people do <laughs> that sounds silly but like so many times like you, you never see confrontations between like our heroes and our villains until it's like this big like drawn-up thing it's like they just like they're just talking together and like i think that's going to be really core to the whole sister bond that's going to be the basis of this season really so i, I like that they're ha- they're being a lot more casual about it um and i appreciate that in this uh scene when she's you know she's talking about how she wants to save her sister still And then they make a deal. Um, so if Alice can go 24 hours without killing somebody, she could get her creepy boyfriend back. Um, low standards, Kate, low standards. I, I thought this was kind of funny, honestly. (laughs) I was like, okay. I mean, I guess that's a jumping off point and we'll see how well she does. Maybe she can do better from here. Maybe we'll improve it to 48 hours, but, uh, I think it was an interesting, uh, an interesting way for her to kind of earn her boyfriend back. So, what would you guys think?
1: Uh, I thought of like of all the things Kate could have thought of. It was like, you know, what you should do: murder. Not <laughs> if you get to do it twenty-four hours. I'll a creepy boyfriend. Like, like, I just love pre-crossover Kate. Long at this point at least in that aspect for certain things like it was just a very funny yeah this is my cw you know <laughs> yeah. yeah for sure
2: yeah she definitely feels more put together when we meet her now as before because like it feels like uh, she she knows what she's doing so it's going <laughs> it's going to be really fun to see what like cuz you could, I mean cause, yeah i mean i mean look i'm okay with the fact that this is very much of an origin story she isn't you know, all perfect at the get go, and so she is messing up. She's making mistakes, um. But I'm just kind of like, I wonder what will, what's gonna be, what's gonna be that puzzle piece for her that kind of makes her like, okay, now I finally got it. Because in Elves world, she's like, I got this. Uh, like, yeah. like you all fools should not be here. Go back to Star City, Settle City. Uh, Kara you can stay stay behind. That's pretty much what she said. Um, <laughs> Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah, And if Kara is still not aware that she's bisexual or or something like that, then <laughs> yeah, that's that's, yeah. that's a Kara issue, then. Um, uh, the,
0: those other superheroes—they obviously cannot handle Gotham. They're not ready.
2: <laughs> no, I, I, I mean, what do you mean I'm bisexual? I only scanned your body for tattoos because I could.
1: Yeah, that's why. Okay.
2: That's oh. okay, Kara. Okay. <laughs>
1: So at least crossover Kara is the buy that we deserve, but all right. I mean, I guess
0: we'll see okay. how far the writers want to take it in this season of Supergirl. Yeah, honestly. Because <laughs> that's pretty much where we're at. Yeah. <laughs> all the bisexuality. Okay. Um,
1: yeah. We've got it out of our system. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very
0: nice. Thank you, CW. So then we meet um, Tommy Elliott, who we've been told is going to be one of the villains that we see this season um, in the comics. He's the villain Hush. And he's introduced as Bruce's best friend, but only kind of. Because you're like, oh yeah, that's totally normal. Bruce Wayne just has normal best friends. That's a thing. And you're like, no, really? What are you getting at here? So I like, I mean, we obviously have the backstory that he's not going to turn out to be not a good guy, but I, I, definitely got the sense that he did not like Bruce from the beginning um and I think that kind of informed all this, his interactions from kate um with kate and the bad person uh from there on Andy what do you think
2: yeah i i mean for I was kind of surprised that that bad woman uh got access to hush because um I know there's been there has been or there are attempts right now on the film side of Warner Bros. to utilize that character in a story or something so mm-hmm. but I but you know what I think I mean we can have multiple versions of a character if, you know whether or not Warner Bros. actually believes that you know that's their issue yeah. and, well I mean
0: infinite infinite Earths come on
2: <laughs> and somewhere the, the, the president of Warner Bros. Uh, films is like infinite Earths Okay, uh, no i i loved how petty and salty Tommy was. I um I think it's a good it's a good starting point for him before we see. It. I mean, whenever he does turn to hush, remains to be seen. And uh, but I think it's a good it is a good kickoff. And I I know there's there's some people out there who are like really pissed off that uh, you know because one of the big Aspects of, of, of Thomas in the comics is his. I, I, I guess I could say obsession with with Bruce, mm-hmm. uh, and the fact that you know he can You know he's. I mean, I think you guys talked about it in uh, one of your season zero episodes about his, um, his skills as a surgeon and so on that he could make yes. him look like look like Bruce and so on, um, but. That's creepy, creepy skills, <laughs> yeah, but this you know i um, but, yeah. but this gives him more more stories to play around with just than just trying to be Bruce or looking like Bruce and all, all that, and so uh, I think I'm looking forward to see what what he's gonna be like as hush whenever that time comes. I just thought it was so funny that his crimes entitle him to be locked up at the archive I'm like there's, i mean he's I mean he's crazy. <laughs> But not that great gray. I mean,
0: I think, I think at this point, they don't even just have a normal jail in Gotham City. They're just like, just throw them <laughs> all in Arkham.
2: Those, uh, there's <laughs> great, explained a lot. There's black king, uh, prison that, that I'm like, well, you're not using it. So what's up?
0: <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I think people just like using Arkham because it has like that infamy. But I mean, I don't know. I guess we'll see if they keep throwing people in there or they eventually do um an alternative, you know. Maybe they have their own uh, Leon Yu you going on with a secret prison <laughs> or the pipeline. Oh yes. No. Fun times. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I never forget the first season of Supergirl when it was still on CBS and Jimmy Olsen was having his moment about them holding Maxwell Lord without a trial. <laughs> and I was like, Oh Jimmy, just don't come over to the flash. <laughs> that was off topic. Uh, but yes. Kate, how? I mean, wow,
1: Kate. Sorry, Mimi. How did you feel? It's fine. I accept. I accept this. I accept that title. Thank you. (laughs) I liked that Tom. Just so freaking extra. I'm not attached to the hush storyline. Like, I just like I haven't gotten a chance to actually like properly read it. I know about what happens, but just like, much like Andy. I'm shocked they let Kate get hushed as a villain. I'm kind of like, wow, you guys are pulling out some stops I'm not expecting for certain stuff and other things, just disappointment. But for Tommy, it was very amusing, honestly. He just, I like that when she walks in and he's there, she's like, oh. Like, I like that it shows, okay, they probably probably have not gotten along all of their lives because Tommy's a freaking tool and Kate sees through that. And Bruce probably like, no, 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 Tommy's fine. And Kate would be like, but do you not see his creepy room of all of your, you know, it's like Kate totally found like Tommy's creepy closet of, of all his Bruce stuff of just angry hate for Bruce, but also not border. Oh, you know, Tommy, uh, Tommy's <laughs> that guy. Bruce Kate hate Kate tr- totally shrine? saw it. Yes. yes. His angry hate shrine. Like, you know, that shrine everyone totally has at one point, you know, the normal thing you do for your In best their friend. Closet. <laughs> yeah. 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 Of course. Totally normal. Yeah. yeah. Normal best friends. <laughs> normal, so, normal best friends. It's totally fine. And, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Okay. What do you think he'd so t- be like on Tumblr?
1: Uh, your typical troll blog that, like, he re someone's cool photo, being like, uh, mine's better. And it'd be like, no, no, he'd be that guy. He's that guy.
0: I think, yeah, he'd be one of the trolls that thinks they're, like, extremely clever and they're just not, like, at all. Um, which there are a lot of on Tumblr. <laughs> um,. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's that's how I would see that working out. So, But Tommy is having this discussion with Kate, and Tommy's like, oh, yeah, Bruce is back, which I mean, I'm assuming is supposed to get I to think that, like, oh, well, he's saying this because he thinks Batman is back, so he knows Bruce is Batman, but Kate's just kind of like, wait, what? Why do you think Bruce is back? And she doesn't really seem to make that logic jump, but I'm just like, Kate, are you okay, honey? Like, I think we just <laughs> talked about Batman th- being back. them thinking Batman being back, so I don't know. How'd you guys feel? <laughs> She's probably not used to think like, Was she
1: trying to be dumb? Sorry. Sorry. It's like, was she trying to play stupid to get Tommy to reveal his creepy hate for Bruce? So, like... yeah. Logic, was, yeah. where is it? You good, Kate? Have you been hitting the head too much? <laughs> or, like, Did the ice just not go well for you for so long? You know? She's working on
0: it. She's working on it. <laughs> Annie, what
2: did you, what did you
0: think?
1: I mean, go
2: I, I, if I was Kate, I you know she's not used to the fact of having to cover for someone, like having to come up with lies and so on, like we see in so many superhero stories. So like, I thought it was really funny that she. <laughs> I'm like, you know, you got to work on that. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't blame you. If if I was suddenly bombarded with that kind of accusation or speculation, I would probably go, "Yeah, I'm not, prepared, I'm not ready for it this yet. Let, give me a, an hour, and I will prepare a statement."
0: Yeah, that's valid. I understand that. <laughs> um, so we go on to our next part of the plot here is that there was a break-in at Wayne Tech and someone sold something called a rail gun. Um, I wrote in the outline that it uses a something to shoot something, but I remember that it oh, was that an electromagnetic... Is
2: that what a gun does? It iron- <laughs> yeah, yes. Well,
0: <laughs> it was, it was um, that, that was- it used an electromagnetic pulse to shoot bullets instead of normally shooting bullets. Um, and that this was... It was the most lethal thing Batman ever made, which that line stuck out to me because I was like, yes, you know, Batman, he loves killing people. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> okay, maybe not. Um, but the, the, how this was special was, it was because it could break the, it's the only thing that could break the bat suit, apparently. And it's supposed to be a fail safe in case someone bad gets a hold of the bat suit, or I guess, I presume if Bruce loses his mind, and goes evil. So, this is our um our plot device, basically, to get him to be able to challenge Batman. What, how do we feel? You
1: know, it amuses me because I feel like the writers room, they're just like, Ah, yes, Bruce, the man who hates killing in guns, made a hardcore gun for a reasons. Gun- and it's that is not
0: a gun. It,
1: gun. <laughs> it's a not a gun gun. And it's also really heavy hitting foreshadowing that at some point, someone else is going to get this. Potentially Alice, potentially Hush, potentially any of the other future villains that we have lined up, apparently. And Kate's going to be like, oh shit, you know? Like,
0: shh. <laughs> yeah, Like, oh, oops. Maybe I should have done that. Uh, should have addressed that earlier in the season. Andy, what do you think? <laughs>
2: Well, see, it's it's not unheard of, of of Bruce to make weapons like this. I mean, like, hey, there's a I'm uh, uh, I don't know if Mimi if you read the story, but uh, Justice Tower of Babel is basically Bruce having all these uh, backup. You know, he has like he has like basically these files on each of the Justice League members' greatest Oh, weakness. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah and... I I, I, do remember. I remember this. Okay, okay, awesome. So, like, it's not unheard of for him to pull something like this that could mean a lot of pain and damage for people around him. So this whole, this particular gun, I get the whole order story of that he is strictly against guns Because that's what killed his parents. But at the same time, I think Bruce... I mean, Bruce has always come up to me in any... Like, whether it's a TV show or a movie or a comic or video game. So, always as someone who... Despite his issues with it... Always has those... Those backup strategies... Just in case it gets so bad it has to come down to... To using those methods. So, I... I get it. Yeah. But, I I can understand that. Um But it's an interesting it's a for me I think it's an interesting topic because it kinda like it goes to you know it goes more into well how how far has he come as Batman and like or why has what why is why are these weapons existing? Like what has, what happened like has Jason died at this point in in mm-hmm. in the timeline? Is that why he has these 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 options in just in case something goes really, really bad? Um So for me it kinda made sense. I I just thought how just I just thought Atomic was just so bad in covering up, you know, oh yeah, I totally didn't see it. I had nothing to do with it.
0: Nothing. Nothing at all. No, <laughs> yeah, no, I think I think that makes sense. Um, I think we could also see it as it kind of plays into, okay, well, Bruce got to this point and then he left. And he just left Gotham and he left the bat suit there and he had let this gun there. Just like it kind of like, okay, well, what happened to get him to that point? So I think that's kind of a new twist. that That's on there. Um, I like. So he got the real gun, got the state. And yes, take it. Gets- the idea that it's tommy but she doesn't want to confront him in the bat suit which is what luke really wants her to do which i honestly see that kind of going badly but i mean ultimately that's where they were going to get anyway so they're just they're going to have a party first because everyone likes to get dressed up and go to a fancy party so we're all at tommy's party now and while everyone is socializing alice calls jacob and threatens him because that's what she does and then the camera pans, and they're shown that she's breaking into their apartments because she's a creepy person that breaks into people's apartments. I mean, it's valid. I see I, it.
2: I love how you're trying to question the logic of her of her <laughs> decisions. Where I'm like, have you not gotten to the point? She's crazy. There is no logic.
0: I'm a lawyer. I question the logic of everything. <laughs> okay, okay,
2: right, right, right. <laughs> counselor. <laughs> I I, I, this is I see your so, Yeah, like lock you at the door. That's what I do. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, I I guess this makes sense with her plan.
0: If she's trying to mess with Jacob, which seems to be her plan so far. Um. I I think Jacob just wants to be like, no, I'm in denial about you being Beth. And you're not Beth. You're just mind games. Which, I'm like, I, that's sort of valid, because, like, I think Alice as a character is someone who would do that, but I think he's also just in den- denial at this point.
1: So. Mimi, how did you I love that Alice just broke into the house. It just, it's, it's all the right amount, much like Tommy, it's the right amount of extra and the right amount of mind games that I'm invested in, <laughs> mainly because I feel like a lot of what Alice did while we walking around was like, I feel like the chocolate, for example. I feel like Rachel would just like, eat this, take a sip of this. They would like, Rachel, have it really one. And I feel like she just did.
0: <laughs> just uh, goes improv there. Yeah, I think uh, that would that, yeah, I could see that. <laughs> she's uh, she's embodying the character very well and that did, makes it seem more just like that, she's just leading lines off a page. Um, so, yeah, I think my, I've not really heard anybody complain about her performance so far. I think everyone's been just like super positive and commenting, um, complimenting it. So that's good. I like that. So uh we're still at Tommy's party then, and Kate in wait, front wait,
2: wait, Hold on. We need to talk about something. She played a giant as violin. <laughs>
1: oh yeah. Dramatic Yeah,
0: it's a cello, but yeah.
2: she <laughs> man. I lost it. I lost it. I'm like, this is like, can Who's she can can she play a, a an instrument in every episode now? Like, can we, <laughs> like next week there better be a trumpet. Next week, the following week there should be like, no, in crisis there should be a freaking orchestra of Alice's from every Earth,
0: increasing in size each time. The instruments just keep getting bigger.
2: That can be taken in two different ways. <laughs> be car- just be careful.
0: <laughs> okay, okay i will be careful but yeah she plays a cello because
2: oh that's what it's called cello, giant violin I'm
0: yes i was tortured as a child into taking violin lessons for like 12 years so i know these things
2: <laughs> well wait a minute i can understand it for if it was like for three or four years but what in the name of god happened that you had to put up with 12 years of it
0: Someone told my parents that it would make their kids, like, super geniuses if they had them start playing the violin at, like, a really young age. So for me and my two brothers, they made us start playing violin at, like, age three. Literally, I was up on stage at age three scratching out Twinkle Twinkle Little Star with a violin, which does not sound good. You can never give a three-year-old a violin and be like, oh, yes, this is going to make good sounds. Um, And then it was forced (laughs) to do it up until I was in high school and was basically like, I'm just not going to go to orchestra. So, you know, you can't
1: make me basically.
0: (laughs) And they're always like, Oh, well you're, you're going to regret quitting. So I made it my intense purpose to never regret, regret kidding. And I've been pretty good so far. So my sister though, my baby sister, who's just the baby of the family, she got out of it entirely and didn't have to get anything. So, Uh-huh. You know, <laughs> all that fun stuff. So, but yes, uh, Kate confronts Tom. I mean, she tries to get the gun, but then he goes on a rant of how Batman saved his mother's life and prevented his early inheritance. Boo hoo! So, I, I was I wasn't sure at this point if they were implying that he like set up the car crash and was trying to kill his mother, or he was just like, oh hey, I'm going to get money now. And I was like, because the one is a lot more like uh, darker than the fir- the other. It's like it's one thing to be like, "Oh, hey, I'm gonna get money if my mother dies in a car crash." This is still really, really terrible, but it's on a different level to be like, "I'm gonna kill my mother in a car crash so I can have money."
2: Yeah, yeah? how do we feel? That was messed up. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I agree. Yeah.
1: I agree. those lines <laughs> it was yeah,
0: it was something. Okay. So then in the our next uh, our next point is Tommy hacks into the elevators and uses them as hostages to get Batman to come out and play, basically. So Jacob and Catherine are in an elevator and they talk about Alice and Catherine's all like, don't let her get in your head. And it's very obvious that Catherine obviously does not have a secret agenda here that she's like trying to push. Uh, Cause we established a lot last episode that she was the investigator who found the bone fragments of best skull. Ooh. So uh, yeah, I want, I'm really looking forward to seeing how that plot unravels and how she plays into everything. Cause they've, I mean, we found out that she's definitely like at least borderline evil. If she's not like full out evil herself, she's at least very corrupt and like morally bankrupt, I would say. But uh, yeah, I thought this was interesting. So I saw them in the elevators, and then a bunch of waiters got injured, which I was like, boo for disrespecting the wait staff. Like, those people work hard. So I personally had a problem with that, but I'm like, I can see them being like, well, we're going to hurt people that don't matter the plot. So it's basically what happened here. Andy, yeah, how do we feel about the elevators?
2: I, I the moment uh, in the pilot, I never trusted Catfriend. So it's just funny that she's like, don't let her get into him." I'm like, girl, you're hiding something.
0: So. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, for sure. I I mean, like, in the comics, her and Kate, like, don't have a good relationship, but she's not, like, evil. But, like, pretty much from the start, I got the sense that, like, she's going to be m- um, more of a questionable character in the show than the comics. Mimi, how'd you feel?
1: It made me laugh a lot because I just don't understand what they want us to believe in that moment. Also, the CGI just hurt a lot, like a lot of, a lot. And it, it took me out of the scene entirely because of how the grappling hook and just have the entire elevator falling, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, so that was good. So at, the, at this point, Kate's like, oh, well, he's evil. So she goes back to the cave and has Luke change the suit. I think it would have been good if we got more of this scene. Um, and uh, that's one of our, uh, feedback. People say the same. Uh, th- I think it would have been good if we, like, saw a little more of her, like, customizing the suit. But, she's, you know, she can't be Batman. She's gotta be better. So, and then, I mean, this is where we get the full reveal for her officially being Batwoman. Which is like, okay, that's a pretty big deal. Uh, Andy, how'd you feel about this?
2: I love how this show so far has made like in the pilot luke was able to resize bruce's costume so that it would fit her like how 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 long did it take and in this one like she like she already has like you know she she sprays the the, the bat with red and then you know she i, I really i really wish there had been a scene about like how the wig was incorporated like you know, like <laughs> yeah that was, would be good because there's been some funny remarks about it in the comments and so on, like how it's actually how it is useful and so on. So I, but you know, I'm glad that she has her like her f- official look. Um, so I'm I'm happy about that.
0: Yeah, I think uh, I'm glad that we got that. I wasn't a fan of the uh, slightly altered bat suit. <laughs> I think it's good that she's officially now that Woman. Uh, Mimi, I did really
1: like the weird little montage of the red suit wish more as we know but i thought that was cute i also need more of her not being good at the wig at the moment because it's it just looks yeah. so funny in action at the moment or at least in that particular fight as it should but i look forward to her getting better with it
0: yes i think that'll be um a good journey for us all to go on as we, see, we see what happens here with the wig So she goes back to the party and she beats Tommy up and saves the day. Yay. But then she's trying to rescue people out of the elevator. Tommy gets back up because they never stay down and almost pushes her down the elevator shaft. And we got some very dramatic moments of her like clinging on with her fingers and like him like trying to step on her fingers until Alice swoops in and saves her. That was a change.
2: And what that, did you guys think? And that, well, it was a, it was a quick team-up and now they enemies again.
0: Yeah. yeah. I think it's, it's kind of uh, the only I can beat you up thing. <laughs> no one else is allowed to beat you.
1: <laughs> yeah, I took it like that too. As an only child, I was like, oh yeah, that's a sibling thing. <laughs>
0: like, you can't pick on my sister, only I can pick on my sister. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, that's the A plot for most of the stuff that was involving Kate um, we can move on now to the B plot which is Sophie is now Mary's bodyguard because Sophie put the idea in Jacob's head presumably to get more information about Kate I think that's how everyone's taking this um, and then Kate has a very awkward elevator with them somewhere in this jumbled thing so how, how do we feel about this plot development I think, I think it was pretty uh, I think it's pretty well done to put the two of them together and kind of use them to be like, oh, she's gonna get more information about Kate and she's gonna like see where Sophie's done about it and like how each of them are gonna feed off each other. Andy, what'd you think?
2: I love Mary. I, I like every every week she just keeps saying things that I'm like, I'm gonna g- gif this and this and this and this. Um I think it's a good way to connect Sophie and Mary a little bit more on so on to kind of get all these characters involved with one another. Um. And man, that elevator ride was so long. I'm like, I'm like, Tommy, good for you to you have a a taller building now than Bruce. But you know what? It's gonna be a pain in the ass to take to your elevator every time they need to see you.
0: So many elevators, so many floors. (laughs) (laughs) Mimi, how did you feel about this plot development?
1: Honestly, I much like Andy. I loved it. I love. Sophie and Mary just don't very different reasons than they both think, but I also appreciate that despite Mary and Kate very relationship, she's very good at like standing up for Kate. I guess Sophie right sister. She's great. She's amazing, she's totally a It's a little spare energy. I if I had a sibling, they would type me up.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. I, I think it's part of that, like also like a step sibling thing. Cause it's like, you know, they're not quite as close, but like, she's gonna like, you know, do her best to try to look out for her. So I liked that. Um, my roommate just got home. So if you hear anything noises, that's why. Um, but yeah, Caitlin has a super awkward interaction with Sophie's husband who has no idea how they know each other. And Sophie has never mentioned the fact that he, she knows their boss's daughter. And Kate's just like, well, we attended military school together years and years ago. And then she uses that as a jumping-off point to flirt with the bartender. But she was like, okay, that's pretty in character. Did we uh, did we like this moment?
1: Ugh. <laughs> um, it me because it just made me go, oh no, Sophie, girl, why? Why do you gotta do that? But also... You, bartender thanks for you i like you <laughs>
0: as soon as the bartender showed up i was like i'm getting strong sarah lance vibes here <laughs> yes get the blonde behind the bartender who's flirting with everybody yeah um no they mentioned yep. the bartender's name uh was going was regan and i looked that up and there were two different ones that came up in the dc universe and both of them were fbi agents so maybe she's based on one of them who knows so um I don't know, maybe she'll be around maybe not uh Andy, what did you think
2: uh oh Regan uh, she was she was fun. I didn't really think Sarah Lance vibes because she was a, she was a little bit too normal to give me any Sarah Lance. i mean I mean I'm sorry, but there's nothing normal about Sarah Lance, and that's why we love her so much, but like this was like this is if Sarah had actually gotten to live a happy. Calm life, not you know, dying you know once a season or whatever. Um,
0: yeah, I, I was I was specifically thinking like Arrow season two, Sarah, but yeah,
2: well, well, then that's worth it. But I I hate I hate I hate season two Arrow Sarah on season two Arrow with a passion. So like we well, should okay,
0: well, yeah, we should not talk about this. We're gonna fight.
2: <laughs> uh, well, I mean I think she got when she got <laughs> we, she, we moved to Legends. Um, I mean, I agree. Yeah. But uh, yeah, this uh, anyway. this like, this will obviously be the little triangle, Um yeah, and um, it's a CW. So what can you do? I she it was you know she uh, Regan seems like a funny character, but she's just there to co- you know to get a, the triangle started and so on. And I'm not really looking forward to that.
0: Yeah, uh, I would agree. You know, I don't think anyone's looking forward to the love triangle that we all know we're getting. Sadly, um, but you're kind of seeing it being set up, and you're like, "All right, well, I guess this is going to happen." So it is. It is what it is. So as as a uh, we all thought, Sophie is questioning Mary all about her stepsister, and for the first time, Sophie kind of appears to kind of be conflicted about the fact that they split and they didn't stay together. Um, which I mean, I think we all knew Sophie would get to that point, but she hadn't really shown that up to here. So I think it was, um, hmm. I'm I'm, I'm not trying to be like, I don't want to like encourage the love triangle because I was just talking about how much I don't like it. Um, (laughs) but I mean, I think it's going to happen. So I think it's good development for Sophie going forward. I would say, um, hopefully they won't make the live triangle too cringy. Uh Andy, do you
2: want to talk about how you felt? <laughs> I, I mean, if Sophie is meant to be you know I, I I'm not going to say end game for Katie because we don't know who we don't know who else might show up on the show down the line, but I I feel like I've seen all this before where you know there is someone in the lead hero's life questioning the 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 lead's uh, love interest, you know. What happened, and you know, like you know, how they feel about it, and so on. Um, I just think the whole husband storyline just fe- felt so unnecessary. Like, th- you you can g- make good drama that doesn't feel like we're watching teenagers. So, yeah. I, like, I mean, I will say that that's what I kind of tune out a little bit because I'm like, we don't need any of this. So, <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, I yeah, I agree. Um, so yeah, so they all talk about it and Sophie's conflicted and love triangles and that's how we got here. So then as our episode is moving on, Mary ends up in an elevator being held hostage along with Sophie and her husband. Cause that's a fun trio. <laughs> and, um, her husband, he has a name. <laughs> I don't remember what his name is. He has a name though. um, so he's asking all these questions about, like, whoa, how exactly did you know our boss's daughter? And just, like, all this stuff. And Mary's like, oh, boy, this is going to be fun. Uh, I think we were all Mary in that moment, being like, oh, Sophie. Oh, honey. So I thought, I thought that was kind of fun. Like, I mean, again, love triangle. But if it's going to happen, at least we get to see her, you know, like, kind of being like, uh, oh, yeah, she's just an old friend. Maybe. Mimi, is your sound working enough to reply to uh, answer?
1: Uh, I hope it does. <laughs> okay. We'll, we'll take I it. I hope so. Um, the elevator scene with Mary and Sophie and the husband whose name we'll remember eventually Hi. or oh, someone Tyler. tweet at us for I just um,
2: it's Tyler. It's Tyler, thank God I remember. I was gonna uh, swear it was Chris, not gonna lie.
1: Basic man name, Tyler over there. Either way, I love that Mary was stuck in that scene because it was painfully awkward, and I just want to hug Mary. Like, it's okay. It it will get there when the love triangle is gone. But also, Kate deserves to get over Sophie for at least a little bit with Reagan. Like she deserves some form of like yes. not having her ex in a new relationship flaunted in her face. You
0: know? Yeah. I, I feel I feel like Mary for a lot of the show has her reactions is going to basically be the audience. Um. As things go on, I feel like I feel like that's basically where we're going to end up. Yeah. Uh, Andy, how'd you feel about the elevator
2: awkwardness? Um, I that's why I tuned out. I was like, this is really uncomfortable. Um, I did listen to what Mary was saying because I'm like, that is exactly what I would have said. Um, although when the moment where she went, "Oh my god," and she, they're like, "What? I totally forgot you were married." <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'm, I'm like. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, look when you when you got when you married someone so bland. I mean, I would also I would also forget the...
0: Oh, I, I I forgot that you existed. Yeah, no.
2: <laughs> you know what? I funny? mean, was... no one has talked about the fact that in the original, when we saw it at Comic Con, uh, Eric Johnson was actually uh, set to play. Um, he was playing Tyler, uh, who played um, um, Eric Johnson. He was uh, Whitney on Smallville. Um, oh, wait! And- did they
0: change the actor for her husband? I didn't even realize it.
2: <laughs> no, I realized it because I like you could tell it was re- that that scene was reshot from the pilot. Um,
0: I no, I completely did not notice that they changed. The-
2: <laughs> well, it's it's all right. I I just thought they it changed
1: was- the white man for the actor, so nobody noticed. <laughs> uh, oh, funny. whoops! Did also not notice either. <laughs> yeah,
0: sorry. <laughs> I mean, I, I would have, if he was Whitney on Smallville, I probably should have realized, but I guess I forgot that. And when there was another actor, I didn't question it. <laughs> that's funny though. <laughs> okay. Um, I think that's, that's most of the episode. Did we have any, any thoughts wrapping up? Uh, I feel like the episodes up to this point are getting better. I think this was an improvement off episode two and, uh, Hopefully we'll keep building here, and the story will start to make more sense. And as we go on, yeah, Andy, what you think?
2: Yeah, it's uh, so far it um, it has it it does have lots of room to improve on, but yes. it, and it's uh, so far I feel like it doesn't it hasn't really like. They're 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 doing like a slow burn, I think, uh, which you know it's it's fine. Like not every CW show, CWD show needs to have like because you know the Flash, they started with kind of a bang of you know introducing all these metahumans and all all those stuff. Uh, and Arrow was kind of like you know he I mean he didn't really it was kind of small in many ways that too in that first season, um, but yeah, I so far it's um. It's nice. i like to see more of Tommy and uh, see what the, his evolution into Hush is going to be like. And, um, you know, as we talked about at the top of the show, uh, hopefully there's going to be major major um, improvement on how they're addressing Kate's religious side. Uh, and I need Alice to play an instrument in every episode.
0: That's going to be a requirement now. Alice has to play a different instrument in each episode. <laughs> Mimi, Mimi, are you with us?
1: Yes, Um, it's getting there, you know, it's a a show, I have optimism, I have proper amounts of pessimism, but the next time I'll have a better, proper feeling of this show. That's about it, it's a better direction, you know, like, we're getting there, slowly on this. (laughs) Regular local train, not an express train. What, we're on a straight up local train. <laughs>
0: I think that's what most people are feeling at the moment. So,
1: yeah, that makes sense. All
0: right, uh, we're going to jump onto feedback starting with two weeks. Um, Andy, do you want to start us off?
2: Yes, of course. Um, we have from ad Craig R MacDee What's up? What's up, Craig? Uh, a couple of WTF moments aside, the waves lying out in the hallway after the elevator crash. It was a lot of fun. Disappointed Alice said the day should have been Kate. The bat bit was unnecessary. And does he really know Bruce is Batman? Well, That's it, a good question about well, the weather. Well, him bragging about his IQ that, you know, if he doesn't know Bruce is Batman, then, you know, reevaluate yourself. At one six one six seven 167 says, overall, um, a wonderful episode. I'm disappointed they chose to add, uh, attribute the red and Kate's costume to her birthstone as opposed to really the black red combo. To to the Hebrew colors of war, missed a great opportunity to represent Kate's Jewish heritage. Agreed, Jacob. At uh, Kenny Carly says, "Good episode. I like this more than the last one. And cool to see the real bad, mus- bad woman suit finally." Uh, at leo Lady underscore Neo Ninety says, uh, "Season one, episode three, a decent app. I'm very intrigued at where the story is going. The character development is progressing, but still needs work." Kate and Al reminds me of Batman and Joker. I wonder what next Sunday will bring. Rating five point five out of ten. Not bad. At a paper- um. Oh, sorry, god. Yeah, I mean, I was going to read some tweets if you if oh, you sorry. want to keep going. Oh, sorry. I thought I I, thought I, wa- I wanted to do my I wanted to help out. Uh, so I thought that's what. You oh no,
0: to do. no, you were good. No worries. No, that was that was good. You're good. Okay. Um. But yes, a, a paperclip freak said the elevator scenes with Mary were gold. Kate looks very good in her adult frat party outfit. <laughs> and Alice is a lovable and very violent wild card. Still not feeling the Sophie Kate ship, though. Maybe it will grow on me. Kind of bummed they changed the origin of the red color, though. Also, it's very refreshing to see an out and proud lesbian superhero getting the girl and being the main character of a show while kicking ass. So, I agree. Um, at Ajita underscore harrison says that woman would never have wet heels low-key really annoyed with that she would 100 percent wear doc martens uh hashtag super bit, super botch excuse me <laughs> that was bad hashtag super what botch. are, what are,
2: what are doc, doc martens
0: um they're
1: like oh honey they're really ones. good combat boots
0: yes okay really good combat boots that's a good description i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna mess this up <laughs>
2: Well, I'm sorry. I mean, I mean, I don't have a ba- combat background. I mean, I'm I'm a podcaster, not a fighter, so I wouldn't know. I'm just get a... your
1: shit together.
2: Oh my god, me Randy,
1: get some good combat boots.
2: What am I? What am I gonna fight <laughs> petty I'm, I'm, petty shippers I'm, on Twitter? I
1: don't know, man. The postman, maybe.
2: Who aren't you going to
1: fight? <laughs> <laughs> Were good
0: I just, just sent a picture of Doc Martens. <laughs> in case anyone here doesn't know what Doc Martens are, we will, we will post a picture. <laughs> uh, Pamela Harvey at Hovering Ladle said, uh, we were referring to the suit color. She said, she. I was thinking of the Red Queen in Alice in Wonderland. which Okay, that's an interesting take, I think. Um, then the Ghost of Jark at Spector Flora said, The hosts of Batwoman podcast are Alice fans, and really, what more endorsements do you need? Thank you. That's very nice. And uh, uh, new Rachel at RachelJoy23. Hey, girl. Uh, She says, I'm still really enjoying Alice. I enjoyed that Sophie got to name Batwoman. I especially liked Mary this episode, but I hear that there was a missed opportunity to reference Kate and Alice's Judaism in this episode, which is very disappointing. I hope they can do better. I agree. Do you want to read some tweets now, Andy? All
2: right. At the... MJ G Chick says, uh, "The only thought I have is I love that they have Alice know who Batwoman is. There, there's no will she know or not. Uh, this is dynamic is very intriguing. Adding the daddy issues. Yeah, Sophie totally knows. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, at the talking Batwoman, a, a, a really good uh, Batwoman account that you guys should check out." Uh, better again than last episode but not by as much as from episode 1 to 2. Good stuff with most characters, especially Sophie and Mary's dynamic. There was an arc there. Tyler and Beth got some good fleshing out. Uh, I don't know if I would agree with that on Tyler because, again, if I don't even remember his name, that's... <laughs> is is he... Is he the the chick uh, a la um, Ava for let us Tomorrow, I guess, like we won't remember the name until he actually gets good.
0: I mean, I I would. I don't know how hopeful I am that he would get. To, he's going to get to that point. <laughs>
2: um, K-tar, I don't know. I guess we'll say. Yeah, we see. Nice. Catherine was still the most unwritten. It will be interesting to rewatch Ellsworths now and see if more things become apparent with all the new context. Well, for starters, I think the belt is something that they kind of semi retcon because the belt she has now is not the one that she has in Alice's World. So I'm like, let the
0: retconning <laughs> begin.
2: Yes. Yeah, so at Hovering Lit uh, says, <laughs> kind of wish we got a wee bit more time with Kate putting her costume together. And I thought Al was going to do her comic makeup when she was in the Kane house. Sophie's marriage is in trouble for sure, and I don't think a lot of positive things are going to happen with her character, and that's unfortunate. I don't know, come yeah. On, come, come on, let's uh, let's uh, let's uh, let's, uh, let's let's not give up hope yet. But, I mean, Megan Tanney is a great actress, and she, you know, yeah. we're only three episodes in. So let's uh, let's keep let's uh, let's be hopeful.
0: I can I can see her potentially getting a happy write off. I guess we'll see. Um, addressing what you said earlier, I don't I don't think um, Sophie's the end game here for Kate. I I think she's going to more or less be gone this season.
2: I'm but. still I'm still expecting either Renee Montoya or Mag or a new Maggie Sawyer to to somehow make their way into the show. Um, yeah,
0: and, um, and maybe so more, or less,
2: more yeah. of like I would see Sophie as more like maybe the best friend. Rather than you know, Endgame and so on. Not that I wouldn't mind seeing she's, her in case. She's the
0: Tommy. She's the Tommy. <laughs> no,
2: no, 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 I don't think she's the Tommy because with Tommy, I think they they wanted to get rid of someone and just surprise me because you know at that point we everyone was just so shocked about the fact that Malcolm was the Dark Archer, not Tommy. Um, yeah. But we will see. We
0: will see. Okay, uh, moving on to emails. We got two emails from awesome people. One of them is from our friend Shang, who wrote to us last week. He said, hey, there are awesome pads. Pause. The episode I referenced was from Supergirl. That shows how much we pay attention. Uh, hopefully I made it in time for feedback sending. I'm in Tasmania, and time zones are confusing. Honestly, this email is just some hot takes. That's, yeah. Uh, well, congrats. You got it in on time. He said, I'm pretty much watching the show because of every character except Ruby Rose. It just feels the studio brought her in because she's super palatable for the general public seeing that she's an androgynous skinny white person and the poster card poster card for butch lesbians. And that just irritates me a lot because at the end of the day, we still have to cater to the societies. it's sad that Jess isn't here to appreciate this. Uh, she's pr- pretty disappointed that they changed the origins of the bat suit colors. It's not the burden of the viewers to keep explaining, keeping Jay- Kate's Jewish, um, Keeping kids wise, Jewish is important. Uh, agreed. Um, it's the job of the writers to seek the knowledge of Jewish heritage and put it on screen. I'm not Jewish myself, but I understand Judaism is part of the daily lives of the Jewish people, even if not religion, culturally. It literally doesn't take much for the writers to write in their comic canon, origin, meaning of the suit into the script. So many writers in the room, yet not one brain cell in sight. Uh, oh, that's harsh, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, Mary is really cute. Best good person on screen. Give me my Asian rep. Last but always the best. Not to sound like an Alice <laughs> Ho, but I would just like her to get that strap. Elmore Ayo, Shang. Thank you for that very entertaining email, Shang. We appreciate it. Andy, did you want to read our second email?
2: Sure. Uh, from Lynn Workman. says says, uh, heard about your podcast on Stripical Radio and got to listen to your first two episodes today. Heard you discussing the CW advertising their Babylon show. My, my 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 wife Nikki and I were uh, were just in New York, and while walking around Broadway and Times Square, we saw these ads. Thought I would share. Lots of ad, Watchmen, ad, lots of ads around town too. Um, and that's. Uh, uh, yes.
0: So Lynn sent us um, a bunch of pictures of ads that we will post on our Twitter feed when this episode drops, so you can all can appreciate them. I mean. I, I live in a major city, so I feel like I'm not like surprised that much because I've been seeing all the stuff here, but if you know, you don't live in a major city or you haven't been seeing the ads, I think you would, uh, might get an interesting view of, uh, how frequent they are. Yeah. <laughs> I know Mimi as a New Yorker is like, yeah, they're everywhere. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I think that's it for this episode. Um, where you can find us on social media, you can find the podcast on Twitter at Batwoman Podcast. Uh, so you send us an email at batwomanpodcast at gmail.com. Um, you can reach me personally. My immediate accounts are at for Twitter and Tumblr are canary at law. Uh, Andy, where are you at?
2: They can find me on Twitter at Andy Back and co hosting the Flash Podcast, and all my other stuff is in my bio on Twitter. So thanks for having me.
1: Yeah, of course. Mimi. Uh Morgansteen 17 on Twitter, but you reminded me of my Tumblr, and that's Law <laughs> Arrow sixty-five on Tumblr with two W's because Hawkeye references. Thanks. Very nice.
0: All right, that's it for now guys. We'll talk to you next week. Have a good one. Bye.